Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today, so let's dive right into the topic. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the More Than Social podcast, and welcome to the first official guest interview of 2024. I am relatively excited for this episode because it is going to give you some ideas of how you can really grow your business this year and how you can do it in a different way than what I typically talk about with webinars and paid ads and all that fun stuff. So You guys know, obviously, I have this podcast, but I also am a guest on other people's podcasts. Now, why? That is to help you boost exposure. It's going to help you show up as that expert and reach new audiences. Now, the guest that we have on today, her name is Christina, and this is exactly what she does. She helps entrepreneurs, whether they are six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures, she helps them get on the right podcast to be seen by the right people and then convert people on the back end, of course. So if you have been thinking about being a guest on people's podcasts, or if that is something that you've never thought about, but maybe you're just kind of intrigued at this point, I know you are going to love this episode. So before I share too much, because I'm super excited about it, let me bring Christina on. Hey, Christina, welcome to the More Than Social podcast. Thank you, Lisa, and I am so excited to be here today talking to your audience. These are my people, my fellow entrepreneurs, so I'm really, really excited to help them get inspired to get more visible, especially in 2024. Amazing. I am very excited to have you here and talk more about the PR side of things. And like you said, getting that more exposure before we dive into that. Let's give our audience a quick insight of who you are, where you're from, and even how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. So my name is Christina Linkowski, and I am the owner and founder of Publicity by Christina. And we are a PR agency that is dedicated to getting the voices of entrepreneurs out in front of their ideal audiences. And so really what we do that are kind of our tagline that we say is we help people go from best kept secret to the go-to expert in their industry by getting in front of other people's audiences. And I've been in PR for almost 20 years at this point, which makes me feel really old, Um, but I'll just say it makes me very seasoned. I'm a very seasoned PR pro. And so I've been doing that for a long time, working in-house and at agencies for various places until I went off on my own after I had my daughter in 2015. So at that point, you know, I kind of was doing my own thing and decided I was going to launch a course. And when I launched this course, and I'm going to tell this story because I think a lot of people can relate to this. When I launched the course, even though it was on publicity, I did no publicity for it. (laughs) Because so this was a real head. This is a real like moment in your life where you're like, wow, that's that's special. But really what happened is I got caught up in what everybody was saying to do, what they were telling me to do and not listening to my own gut, my own knowledge, my own intuition. And when I when I went to launch and, you know, I had dumped a lot of money into ads. I had spent a lot of time doing webinars. And again, I'm not anti ad or anything like that, but I, I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't know what I was getting into. And so when it came time to actually launch, it did not go well. You know, I maybe sold like a couple courses or something like that. I remember my my partner was like, so what are we doing here? And I was like, <laughs> shut it. 
you don't know. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm going to get this figured out. And so the next time I went to launch my course, I started to get myself booked on podcasts. And the difference that I saw was night and day. People reaching out to me to have me speak on stages, people that were buying my course right off the shelf. They didn't need this big, long, you know, nurture sequence or anything like that. They heard me and they're like, oh, this lady knows what she's talking about. Like, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and get this course. This is what I need. And so at that point, I, I really leaned into that and really started to teach people how to get booked on podcasts because it wasn't really something that was being taught. It wasn't something that people were really talking about. And I could tell for myself that it was a big deal. But eventually enough people came to me and were like, hey, could you just could you just do it? <laughs> that I started, you know, my my agency. At first, it was just me, of course, but now to the agency we have today, helping entrepreneurs and getting them booked on shows. Amazing, I love it. And you know what? Like, I know you know you're not alone in that whole process. Like, so many yes. people, as they're launching courses, they get into that. St- that yes. space where it's like, uh, I know I want to hit six figures. I know I can hit six figures. It's possible right. to have a million dollar launch, but it's like, it's not as easy as people make it seem for one. Yes, but yes. coming from pers- like I run ads, I do webinars all the yep. time for all my clients and everything. Like there is a specific structure, but having the combination of the webinars, paid ads, your email list, your warm audience, and doing what you do, I feel like that is kind of like that golden nugget that people oh, should be striving to get to. which is is amazing. Amazing. So with your course, just out of curiosity, is that still your main thing or is it more the agency side of things? It's the agency side of things. So I actually don't have a course anymore. So the first business I had was really focused on publicity for tourism region. So that's what my course was on. That was my area of expertise. And so that that has been retired. That's no longer in existence. Honestly, when COVID came, anything that was really tourism related kind of went to the wayside. And so I do have a training that I offer. But no, for the most part, all of the work that we do is through our, our private work with clients. Okay, amazing. And then are you mainly just focused on the podcast space? What's all we do? Yes. Okay. Amazing. I believe in podcasts the most. So when I decided that I was going to start this agency, I was very wary of starting an agency because I'd worked for a lot of agencies. And so I was very much like, excuse my language, but I was like, I'm sick of this bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, and I am not putting up with it. And so when I started the agency at my agency, I was like, I'm going to do things different. And one of those big things is I have a guarantee So when our clients work with us for a year, we guarantee we'll get them on a certain number of aligned podcasts. And that's very rare, very unique in the publicity world. But I always felt like there was a tension between the clients and the reality and the expectations that were there. And so I just like to erase that kind of, you know, kind of off the front end. So that and then as well as like, we're going to send unique pitches. We're never going to send cookie cutter pitches. We don't use back end services to pitch. We are literally researching, sending pitches. We're doing it that old school way. But that's also what leads to us having really, really high response rate, really high booking rates, etc. So yeah, that that's kind of how this all started. But it all started, it really took me some time to come around to being like, okay, I'm going to have my own agency, but like, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Can we talk about that transition a bit? Like when COVID kind of shut down everything and you yeah. went to the agency side, like 
how did you make that transition? And can you kind of share like the back and like the, the real stuff that people don't share on social media, what it actually takes to kind of make a switch within your business? Yeah, absolutely. Well, COVID really made it happen. For me, it kind of forced me into that situation a bit because like, I don't, you know, if you're not in the tourism world, you don't necessarily know this, but how tourism entities are funded are through hotel room tax, right? So that little amount of tax you pay every time you stay in a hotel room or an Airbnb now, like that is what goes to that tourism region to promote the area. So when that all went away, when no one's staying in hotels, when no one's traveling, when no one's doing those things, all that money is gone. And all of these places are like, all they were trying to do was keep their staff right? That's all they're trying to do. And I completely understand that. So that's what they were doing. So at that point, I was kind of like, all right, I'd already had this nudge to kind of move into teaching people how to book themselves on podcasts. So I just started putting it out there. You know, because it was that time during the pandemic, everyone was just at home. Mm -hmm. Everyone was just that's literally what we're doing all day. There was like nothing else to be doing. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna just hop on zoom and like, we're going to run through, you know, how I do this work, etc. And then when it came to actually doing the agency side of things or starting to actually do the service work, I was really, I mean, I'll tell y'all, I did like a Black Friday sale 2020. I remember this. And I was like, okay, th- I had like kind of gotten a few clients before that on the service side, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna do it, you know, whatever. And so I did just this I've always had a guarantee, but the guarantee obviously has changed over time. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, it was three months. It makes me laugh now because now we work with our clients for 12 months, but it was three months and it was six guaranteed shows in that three months that I was going to get them on, which by the way is insane. But that's like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen, you know, et cetera. And I did a buy two months, get one month free deal on this and it sold. Amazing. It sold a lot. I was not ready for how much it was going to sell. (laughs) And so that was kind of where, again, I got kind of forced in, like, I was like, well, I need to hire somebody to help, you know, get this, fulfill on this. And so, you know, that's when I hired my first contractor, you know, my first publicist essentially to help with that. And, and then it's just grown from there. But it was, it was like, it was messy, you know, at the beginning, like it was absolutely like all these people bought it. And I was like, well, now what, (laughs) you know, and had to, and totally had to figure out like how I was going to make that happen because I have always had really strong boundaries. I was not going to give up my life. You know, I was only going to work a certain amount of time a day. So especially during COVID when my kid's home, all these things, you know, so it was like, all right, how do we figure this out? And for me, it had to be hiring someone else to help out. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole hiring process, that's a topic on its own that we can go down, but it's, it's cool. At the time, not so cool. I mean, this pros and cons. It's luckily, like, oh, I had someone, luckily, I had someone I wanted to hire. Okay. So yeah. I like, I didn't have to go through a big, long, rigorous like hiring because I had already worked with this person. And I was like, do you want to come on board? We worked out the logistics around it. And then she started. But absolutely, like that, that stuff is stressful. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's stressful, but also like so rewarding at the same time. It's like, oh, I did yes. it, and now let's figure yeah. this all out. <laughs> so we've yeah. we've all been there at a certain yes. point within our business. So congrats on making it through that stressful period. And obviously now, I'm assuming you have like the foundations and everything set up based on what you're saying. 
Now, yep. going to podcasting, I'm very curious, why did you choose the podcasting route versus like any other type of PR out there? Yeah. And like my producer, she says it great. Like people are literally choosing to put you in their ear. And that is such yeah. a intimate experience. So I understand the benefits. But for those who are kind of debating is podcasting yeah. the right fit for me, talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. The reason I believe in podcasts the most and why I believe guesting on podcasts is a fantastic avenue to build your brand is because people get to know you on a level that they're not going to get to know you on any other form of publicity. And y'all, I've done it all. I've been in PR for 20 years. I've done TV, radio, print, all these things. But podcasts are where people really get to, they literally are hearing your voice. To your point, you are in their ear. They are hearing you. They are resonating with what you have to say. And the biggest thing for me is that you get to have a call to action. So I want you to think about, like, if you're ever wondering about this, think about other types of publicity, you know, a TV uh, spot, a, you know, radio spot, a something in a print publication. You don't get to have a call to action. In those, so meaning you don't get to tell people where they can find out more about you, you know, what they can, you know, how they could maybe work with you, et cetera. Unless you have a book, there is typically nothing that you are able to sell on those types of spots. Mm -hmm. And you certainly like on a print publication, if you get quoted in a magazine, like that's wonderful to put a logo on your website for credibility, but it ain't driving anyone to you. Okay. So I think that there's a really important distinction there for people to understand is like, when you're looking at publicity, what do you actually want? If what you want is just to get some logos on your website to build up credibility, then there are other avenues of publicity that might make more sense, you know? But if you're really looking to sell, you know, to build an audience and to get people over to your product, then podcasts, in my opinion, are the best way to do that. Amazing. And then, so you mentioned before, like when you did that Black Friday sale, you would do that three month period with them and guarantee yeah. the six. And you said that was crazy. So what is yeah. a realistic expectation for someone? If someone does want to get on other people's podcasts, what would you kind of say? Y'all ready for this? Because you're going to be like, what? But when we work with our clients, we work with them for a year and we guarantee that we will get them booked on 24 podcasts. Yeah. And that is what I recommend. A lot of people are going to hear that. They're going to be like, what? But here's the thing. And this is my, I, I'm an analogy person. So we're going to dive into one that I have here. But that is publicity is like ice. And what I mean by that is before ice freezes, you know, 32 degrees for me, zero degrees for Lisa and everyone else. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, it makes a lot more damn sense. You know, when that happens, all this stuff, before that happens, I should say, all this stuff is happening under the surface that we don't see right? It's going under, under the water, but shit's changing. I'm no biology, you know, I'm not, I'm not a science writer, but things are happening. Okay. And I'm an English major. So that's where I'm at on this journey of what's happening on the ice freezing. But before this happens, all this stuff is happening and all boom, suddenly the ice freezes. That's all we see, right? We see that on the end. And that is a lot of what publicity is like. You need to be showing up over and over and over and over again in front of your ideal audiences. And then boom, you will become the expert and the person that people think of when they think of that particular thing. I know, and I've been on over 60 podcasts at this point. I know that when people think about podcast publicity, I am one of those names that they think of. And that is because I show up over and over and over again in front of those audiences, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will come to me and they'll be like, I don't know, man, I've been on like three or four podcasts and like, it didn't really seem to make a big deal. I'm like, yeah, it won't like you, you need to be getting on a lot more shows than that and be showing up 
I call it stepping into your sustainable spotlight over and over and over again. That's how that's really going to get the momentum that you want. I love that. And like you said it right in terms of make sure that you're getting on podcasts that have your audience that you're your speaking idea. to. That's like, the other key. Yeah. Like people that's make that mistake. A lot of people like, will say to me. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll get on anything. It's like, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, well, I'm sure for can, practice if you really but, want to, yeah. but like from a performance standpoint, conversion standpoint, like make sure you're getting on someone that is yep. essentially your audience that you want to talk to at the end of the day. So I love that you that. made that point. I love you made that point because it's it's another thing that's so important because again, people will say that about the three or four shows. They'll be like, I got on these three or four shows. I didn't really see a big deal. And I'll be like, okay. And also who were those shows? And they're like, oh, a friend asked me to be on their show or a client asked me to be on their show. Okay, great. Was that your ideal audience that you were in front of? And most of the time the answer is no. Now, that doesn't mean that that's not, that's not worth your time. That's not worthwhile to do. Like if it's something you want to do, go for it, but do not expect it to move the dial in your business if it's not those right audiences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then from a, just a expectation side of things to be able to move that dial, do you think it's like, give it a, a full year? And yes. Is that why you do the whole year? Yeah. Give yes. it a year, uh-huh. really get two times a month, like get out there in front of the right people Yep. and then you'll start exactly. to blow up. Yep. The momentum our clients see by the time they're at the end of their year is why we do it, right? The, the first many months is like a, it's like a snowball effect. You know, it's like they're getting on shows, but they aren't, the shows aren't starting to air yet. You know what I mean? Like things are happening. And it's really not until that six month mark that I would say the shows are starting to really air regularly. Things are starting to get out there regularly. And by the time they're kind of done with their year, they've seen a huge shift in the momentum in their business. Yeah. Okay. And then from a paid perspective, like getting on podcast for free, like, can you talk more about that side of things? You should never pay to be on a podcast. Okay. So there you go. Never. You heard it, everyone. <laughs> yeah. You should never pay that. That is an ad. That is not publicity. Okay. And I, th- this is like, I'll break this down really, really quick for, for folks. There are three different kinds of marketing owned, earned and paid. Okay. So Paid is shocker, the stuff you pay for, you know, ads, you know, maybe a sponsorship, an influencer campaign, something like that. Owned are the channels you own, your podcast, your social media, your website, your e-newsletter, et cetera, things that you have control over. And then earned, which is what I focus on, that's what publicity is, where you're getting on other people's platforms and no money is exchanged, okay? So the second money is exchanged, and I'm talking a dollar, Okay, that becomes an ad. And there is a whole different set of rules, ethics, etc, that go around that. And a really great example of that and why I want to tell you like why you shouldn't be paying for stuff is the listener of that show does not know you paid to be on there. And that is pretty shady. And I want you to think about remember, I'm sure Lisa, you remember this, but like, remember, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when you started having to put on social media that something was an ad or paid for or sponsored, that was really the time of the rise of the influencer. And what happened is people didn't know that they were being paid to promote the products that they were talking about or the areas that they were going to, et cetera. And then when people found this out, they were mad as hell, right? They were pissed at the influencers. They were pissed at the companies. They were pissed at everybody because they were like, I thought you were just doing that. I thought you were having this person, you know, you were, you were talking to this person because whatever X, Y, Z. And so now we have to be saying that this is sponsored. This is an ad. This is brought to you by whatever. So that the consumer knows that. 
so that they have that info there. I guarantee that's going to happen with podcasts. It just hasn't happened yet with the FCC, but it will, where they will come and say, if this is paid, then you need to be disclosing that this is paid throughout the podcast episode. And some shows do. And if, and that's like the only time where I'm like, if you want to pay, you want to get in front of that audience and they're disclosing, then that might be a good fit for you. But it's, that's far and few between. You would be shocked, y'all that are listening, you would be shocked at the number of shows that people pay to be guests on that you don't know about. Really? Yes. I, di- I didn't know it was such a big thing. Like, I would pay to be on, like, Oprah. <laughs> like, get me in front of her for sure. I, and I I would if it was disclosed, mm-hmm. truthfully. I, w- I wouldn't otherwise because, again, I, I just think that that's, there's ethically something there that is w- once that truth is discovered, people are going to feel differently about you and they're going to feel differently about, about Oprah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, point. totally. Yeah. I mean, it's like just meeting a celebrity. You didn't think I was going to get on the soapbox, but I was, I was like, <laughs> you're never doing that. But again, if it is something that you feel like you do want to do and they disclose and it makes sense for you, like I'm all for it. But otherwise, like just stick to, to not doing mm-hmm. it, not paying. Love it. Yeah. Okay, amazing. And then is there like a certain point within a business that you feel like someone should focus on getting on people's more podcasts? Or is this something that someone can do right out the gate? They're just starting their business. They want the exposure. Like, is there a balance with that? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot, I will just, I'll talk about a lot of our clients and kind of where they come to us at. And a lot of our clients come to us at the point where they have really built a business based on referrals and being really good at what they do. Right. So they probably spent two to five years building up this business. And uh, they're at this point where they're like, you know, I'm making multiple six figures, you know, a year, but like, I want to get to that next level. I want to, I want to get higher. And I feel like I'm very stuck at this level based off of like the marketing that I have been doing. And so that is a time when a lot of people turn to us and are like, okay, I'm ready to have you help me get on on shows, right? Be consistently showing up in front of different markets. And that's a really great time. But with that being said, you can absolutely be doing this from the beginning of your business. This isn't something that has to wait. You know, that that's not that's not how this, you know, how this plays out or how it has to go. You can absolutely be putting up on your social channels or whatever like, "Hey, does anyone have a podcast? Here's who I'm looking to get in front of, right? See if it, there might be a, you know, an opportunity there." There are a lot of different ways and I think publicity from the get-go is a is a great thing. I mean, I I started guesting on podcasts obviously, you know, from the beginning, but so I'm I'm certainly for that. When it comes to like our services, they tend to be people that are you know, are have been doing this for a couple of years and are ready to to take it up to the next level. Okay, amazing. Now, is there like certain signs that you feel like people see or feel or you, like to right. know that this is the right step or how does that go? Yeah, count? I think a big part is they realize that they're spending too much time in their business and not working on their business and like in the sense of growing their business. And we all get that way. Look, I'm an agency owner. I know Lisa Ann gets it, you know, et cetera. It's like, we get so caught up in what we do day to day to day and to to make sure we're doing the best we can for our clients. But our business will not grow if we're not getting out there and talking about it regularly. So one thing that I really, I have in my business and that I tell people about is like a visionary KPI. And so I have this key performance in- indicator that I'm going to show up in front of a new audience one time a week, at least one time a week. 
And I learned this from someone else. I really loved this. I thought this was like a great thing to think about. And it doesn't mean that I have, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a podcast interview. That could be going to an event that could be, you know, just having a coffee date with someone. There are many different ways that like that can happen. But I think it's that realization of like, I need to actually get out there and talk about my business and be visible with my business because our businesses don't grow if we aren't getting in front of new people. Like that's mm-hmm. just not, that's just, that's just not how it works. Yeah, no, I get that. And you're right to say like, we do get so caught up inside oh, of our business. Yes. So it's like, I like, I like the podcast route personally, because you can show up, you, yes, you're going to somewhat plan for it. You're somewhat going to yeah, get prepared course. for it to a certain yes. extent. But when you know what you're talking about, you're the expert, like you just show up, you have a conversation just as you would do if you're sitting next to someone, you're just yep. happen to be behind a screen, a video and have a mic. Like it's just, exactly. it's kind of fun. It is fun. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's, so that's actually another way that I know people are like, that's another reason why people come to us is they know this is what they like. They like to talk. They like to have conversations. They know when people hear from them that that's when they are really drawn, you know, to them. And to your, you said it earlier, literally they're putting you in your, in your ear, like in their ears, like they're, they're hearing from you. And so that's another huge step that people are ready for this is they're like, I know this is the way that people really connect with me. I know that this is the way that I build trust with people. So I just need to be doing more of that. Yeah, yeah. And then what about like, do you coach people in terms of what to actually talk about on podcasts? Yes, at the beginning of our time working together, our clients, the very first thing they do is a messaging session. And so that's where we get really crystal clear. And these are, look, some of our clients, there's seven, multi seven figure entrepreneurs. We're still doing a messaging session with them to make sure everyone is like crystal clear on what it is that we want to be talking about in front of our audiences, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what we do with them first. And then before their first interview, I do a coaching session with them on how I approach interviews. So like what I do before, what I'm doing during, what I'm doing after, we practice, et cetera. We also have a public speaking expert that reviews their first couple shows and gives feedback on that too. So absolutely, yes, we are doing that coaching work there so they can feel the most comfortable and feel like they're getting the most out of each interview. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, they're not comfortable, like, especially in the beginning. Like, oh, 100%. I'm, like, this is yeah. over 100 episodes for me. Like, my very first episode I did by, my, by myself for my own podcast was awful, yeah. but my very first guest, or yes. I was the guest. Oh my goodness. I kept playing my hair and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I didn't even notice it until yeah. after I sent it to my parents and my dad's like, stop playing with your hair. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that I did that, but it was so uncomfortable yeah. and you can hear it in my voice. So it's like, if you're listening right now and you want to be a guest on a podcast, just know it's, it's definitely for some, it's out of your comfort, but the more that you do it, the better that you're going to get. And I like that you said that you guys give feedback because sometimes you don't really know if you did it right, if it was good, what you should tweak or whatever, because you mm-hmm. are waiting for that momentum to happen to finally see the backend conversions come in. So it, it yes. does take that time. So having that support and guidance from you guys, I think is huge from your agency side of things. But it's it can be really, really fun to have these conversations. I love having guests on the podcast. Yes. It, yeah. I mean, also gives my listeners a break from my voice and can hear from other people. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, they like I to hear listening. it. That's why they're listening. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. Thank you. But I hate listening to my own voice. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you made a really valid point, And that is that a lot of our clients, they feel the exact same way. Their first couple interviews, and I say this to everybody, look, your first week, you're going to stumble through, you're going to sweat. 
you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, did I just sound like the biggest idiot in the world? You know, <laughs> even though by the way you didn't, but like that's like everybody kind of goes through this. But mm -hmm. by the time they're on five, ten interviews, yo, they're good. You're crushing. Like it. they're ready. They're ready to just show up, do this stuff. It was actually funny. I was talking to one of our clients recently. She just ended her year, her a year with us, and she was like, one of my biggest things was like. I was so comfortable now to talk about my story, to talk about these things. Like she got invited up at an event she was at, like unexpectedly to kind of talk about herself. And she was like, I just went up there, laid down. Like I, you know, I've done this 24 times. Like at this point, like I feel really comfortable now in talking about these things. And, you know, that's one of those wins that we don't necessarily think about when we think about this work, but like feeling really comfortable and confident in like your messages and the, the things that you're trying to get out there is a huge, huge win for people. And it's also a big thing, like why when people come to me and I can tell they're hyper-focused on only being on the biggest shows in the world, I'm always like, well, first of all, we got to work our way like up to that. You don't just like drop into, you know, the Jenna Kutcher's and, you know, the Amy Porterfield's and the whatnot. But secondarily, you don't even want that to be your first show. You yeah, don't want that to be first the show that you're starting. Yeah, like- you want to, you want to be, you still want to be getting in front of your right audience, but get on some smaller shows, like get your legs, you know, your sea legs, like, you know, behind you, things like that. So that when you do get in these bigger shows, higher opportunities, like you feel really confident. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I love that you mentioned that because it's like, yes, you have a dream to go big and it, you, yep. you possibly you will get there. Yep, just absolutely get yourself together first. So when you are on those really big shows, it's like a wow opportunity, not yeah. you in your mind being like, did I really just say that? Can they edit that yeah. out? I don't know. And by the way, yeah. if there ever is something that people say, you could always say, can you guys just edit that out? Like, I love can that you do said that. that. Like, yes. <laughs> so take that fear out of your mind is what she's saying right here, because things can always be edited out. <laughs> I, yeah. I did a podcast episode with my husband, who is my partner in my business and yeah. life in general. And he said something. And I was like, mm, we're going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. It's like, you don't need to be stressed about it. I have probably, of all the podcast interviews I've done, maybe two were live and the rest have all been pre-recorded. And that's another really great thing about it is like, it's on your schedule, you guys' schedule too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's yeah. one thing our clients love. We handle their scheduling for them. And so they just, they're like, okay, this is the day and time I want to do it. We get it all booked in for them, send the calendar invite, et cetera. They literally, to your point, they just show up again. They prep yeah. beforehand. Yeah. They're going to listen to an episode of the show, things like that beforehand. But like, they just show up. Yeah. Show up they're and do right. your thing. Have fun with it. Show up, do your thing, have fun. And truly like bringing fun back into marketing has been a big thing for a lot of our clients. Like mm -hmm. one of our clients, she did Facebook ads. She just personally, she hated it. She didn't like it. She came to us, kind of found us through happenstance. And she's like the, one of the biggest things for me has been, I love my marketing again. I love to just have like conversations yeah. with people. I love to be able to talk to hosts that are genuinely, we're both genuinely interested in like having this conversation and learning something new. And she's like, it, that has been one of the biggest things for me. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I have two more questions for you. All right. First one is, what is your biggest tips to help people get on the right show? Mm -hmm. And second is, once you are on the show, now what? Okay, perfect. You might have to remind me of the second question because yes. I'm a mom and you guys, I forget things really quickly. <laughs> so is that, but... <laughs> I said both together because like, I don't want to forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, between the two of us, we'll be able we'll to remember what the second one is. So my top tips for getting booked on shows the biggest one really is to do research, you know, look at the show, listen to a little bit of an episode. I'm not saying you have to listen to like four full episodes before you send a pitch or something like that. But 
for every pitch that we send, we are listening to some of that show, right? We want to make sure that we know that the vibe is right, that we're using their verbiage. Like, you know, Lisa, you got, you got pitched by us. So you know the level at which we're researching, we're putting that into the pitch before we send it, you know, et cetera. And I will tell you that doing that research, that is what gets hosts to remember your pitch and gets you a lot quicker to that yes. The other thing that I'll say on that is come with topics. So I think that a lot of people think that they are making it easier for a host to just like bullet out the things that they are an expert in, you know, to be like, hey, I'm an expert in marketing branding, sales, you know, et cetera. But then when it actually comes time, that's, that's more work for the host, right? Then they're having to think of a topic, then they're having to do all this stuff to have you come on. This goes way back to my journalism days from college, make it as easy as possible to get to the yes. And that's what we try to do with our hosts. We're going to lay, now they might want to kind of shift a topic. That's fine. That's completely fine. But we're just giving them that meat of like, here's what we think could really resonate with your audience. You let us know what you think about this. And that is where we get a lot of bookings is having those really solid topics in there. And I, I love that you said that because that is what your guys pitch got. Like for me, it was yeah. like, I get pitched a lot and I typically just share them with my podcast producer. I'm like, here, deal with this, deal with this, like see if they're like yeah. fit. And I don't do any of it. But when you guys send it to me, I I read it and I was like, oh, like I I – I liked what you guys Yay. were saying. And then the topics, yeah. I was like, oh, this one would be perfect for my audience. Like, I know this would yes. be very helpful. So it's like that alone was, I mean, I love that you pointed it out because it, it worked for me. So this is yeah. why you're here. But yes. it's also like the, even the email that you guys put together, it was personalized. It mm -hmm. wasn't just like, hey, this is all about me. It's You guys made it yep. also about my audience and how you can help. So that was really important to me. And I actually was mm -hmm. the one saying yes versus just, here, can you I deal with this? That. Figure out Christina is the right fit. So, I love it. And so guys, it I, did works, not guys. Pay, I did not pay her to say that. So <laughs> She didn't pay to say that. And she did not pay me to be here either. We'll put exactly. that out there. Are, everything is above board that is happening here <laughs> on this podcast today. No, I really do appreciate you saying that. And I think that it just goes, though, to what I'm saying to y'all is like, take some time for that pitch, right? Mm -hmm. Think about it. it. Again, it doesn't have to be hours. I'm not saying anything like that. But like, do a little bit of research. Use their first name, you guys. I cannot even tell you. <laughs> How many pitches I see where people are just clearly doing like the spray and pray method, which is just like, I'm going to send this pitch out to as many, it's not personalized, but I'm going to send it to as many people as I possibly can. And we'll just kind of see what happens. And that is not the way to be doing it when you want to be getting on quality shows like this one, right? You need to actually be putting some thought into it. You know, you don't want to be that person that they're just passing along or even just hitting delete on because nothing is standing out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, even if you meet someone in person that you know that they have a great audience, the right fit, and you want them or you want to be on their podcast, like ask. And I ask. think that is love the biggest that. thing. People don't ask. Ask, ask. I love that. That's such a great point to put out there. It's like, I, I do ask people this a lot. I'll be like, what do you think is the worst that's going to happen? What do you think is the worst that's going to happen? You go on a podcast. What do you think is the worst? And a lot of times people are like, I mess up. I always bring up the editing thing then. Lisa already <laughs> brought it up. So we're good there. You know, but that's something that people have fears around. And I truly say to people, I'm like, I truly think the worst that can happen is you do not do it. You do not put yourself out there because your business will not grow. 
if you're not putting yourself out there regularly. So I love that you said that. I actually had someone say to me, if you're not doing it, you're actually doing a disservice to your audience, which is like harsh at some point, but it's also like, it's true. Yep. (laughs) True. Sorry, the truest things are typically the harshest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Before I forget the second part of that question, you're on the show. Now, what do you do? Now, what do you do? Cry. No, it <laughs> just break down. No, I think that what I really, a couple of tips that I'll give you really have to do with the relationship with the host. So the host relationship is very important. And a lot of people overlook this when it comes to podcast guesting. I guarantee Lisa Ann can give you an example. I guarantee she's had people on that are going to have fallen in these traps that I'm going to tell you about. The first thing is they do not listen to a show beforehand. They do not listen to an episode. They don't know what the heck your show is about. You know, they're, they're not quite sure. Before I got on with Lisa Ann today, I listened to an episode. I do it within 24 hours of every show that I'm going to guest on. And I might have listened to it before. This might be, you know, I I might have already done that before, but I'm going to recalibrate myself before I get on this interview. And what I'll do, too, is when we're like talking in the beginning, I'll, you know, subtly drop in something that I was listening to the show and I really loved how you said X, Y, Z, right? I was really, and this is before we're recording. This is before anything like that. But I'm giving that signal to the host. Hey, I'm paying attention. I care about your show. And I want to make sure that I'm showing up in the best way that I possibly can. Okay. So I think that this is a really, really important thing to think about. Lisa, do you have anything to add to that? I I love what you're saying. I love that. Like I have so many people to show up and like you can tell that they actually haven't, they have no idea who I am. They have no idea who the audience is. Like they don't actually care. They're just here for their self benefits, which yes, that is a whole purpose of getting on other people's podcasts to get that exposure. But at the same time, if you're leading with value, if you're leading because you truly want to help people and make an impact, that is going to go so much farther than just coming on saying, hey, I want to sell to your audience and buy. Like I don't care about you. So that's what else I want to talk about is the end of the interview. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the interview, you need to have a call to action, have something that you're going to be driving people to, you know, at the end of this interview, Lucian will be like, Hey, Christina, where can people find out? At least, you know, you know, that's, that's what you're hoping I say that. That's what (laughs) we're going to say, you know, at the end of the interview. And because I've listened to Lisa's episode, I know she's going to say that, but you know, at the end, that's what they're going to say. I'm going to drop that, you know, information. And then we're going to hit end on the recording. So this is when I really coach our clients a lot. Because a lot of people will just say, thank you, hit end, and they peace out. Okay. That is a big miss. This has been something, this thing that I'm going to tell you next that I coach our clients on has been one of, I would say usually their biggest revelations from our time working together is the host relationship and what that's done for their business. Because what happens is, and again, I'm going to do this here in a couple of minutes, We're going to, I'm going to genuinely thank the host for having me on the show because y'all, it is a lot of work to put on a podcast. It is a lot of work. I am grateful to every single of the 500 plus hosts that have had our clients on that takes this time to get them in front of their ideal audiences, right? So I'm like, you are genuinely going to thank them for, which of course our clients are already, they're already there, you know, they, they are grateful, you know, in that way to do that. But we're going to make sure we do that. But then what I always say after is, now how can I provide value to you? And I come with ideas. Okay? So how can I provide value to you? 
would you like to do an Instagram live when this airs? Hey, do you want to, if you're putting together a reel, I'm happy to do a joint reel so that that goes to my audience too. Do you have a mastermind? I'm happy to come speak in your mastermind if that's something that's of interest to you, right? There are so many different ways and so many different things. Would you like to become an affiliate partner for me? I'd love to be an affiliate partner for you and what you have going on in your business. If you have a podcast, that's a great time to add a swap in there, right? To suggest that to someone, if that makes sense. So come with those ideas and ask how you can now be providing value. And y'all, this has been one of the biggest things for our clients. This has led to speaking gigs. This has led to private mastermind trainings. This has led to book deals. This has led to many, many things for our clients because so many people don't do this. Mm-hmm. And I like that you point that out because it's also the relation, like you said, the relationship with the host yes. and the guest is important, but also besides from the actual podcast going live, the relationships that you have in business in general as entrepreneurship, like the more people you know, the better. Like if I have a client that's like, hey, I need help getting on podcasts, I know who to go to. And like, I always have that person. So like you can give that additional support. So it's like, I truly, truly appreciate the relationship building aspect of it. If Mm -hmm. it's even, hey, I had a shitty day and this happened on a podcast, I need someone to talk to. It's like, you may not want to talk to me, talk to me necessarily, but I feel like I have you in my corner to a certain yes. point. If you have built that relationship, if it's yes. just like, hey, hi, bye, peace out, I'll never talk to you again. Sorry, but you're going to lose that well, relationship and you're, there's missed opportunities there for sure. There's missed opportunities 100%. And look, podcast interviews, I mean, it's a little crass, but I always say they're basically can be like a one night stand or a long term relationship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now there's value in both. <laughs> I am not yeah. here to say that, that there's no value in either of those, but some people you're just really going to hit it off with and really going to want to develop like a great partnership, truly a great collaboration, you know, between your businesses. And then there's other people that you still value the work they do. You're grateful that you are on their show, you know, et cetera. But maybe you guys just didn't have the same level of connection. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You know, that's naturally how we are as humans, right? But that's that's just kind of something to keep in mind there is I, I know that's probably not what you were expecting when you were like, what should they do when they get when they do get an interview? But I think that it's really, really important to keep that stuff in mind. And the final thing when it comes to your relationship with hosts is share that freaking episode. Okay. Yeah. Share that episode. This is like the biggest pet peeve I hear from hosts is they're like, I just had this person on my show. They were great on the show or they provided a lot of value, you know, et cetera. But I don't think that they ever shared it. I don't think that they ever talked about it, you know, et cetera. And that, that hurts. Like that hurts as a, as a podcast host, when you're putting so much time, effort, et cetera, into having someone on your show to then feel like they don't really care, right? They don't really care about it. So make sure that you're sharing and that, look, if you're not very active on social, like put something in your e-newsletter, you know what I mean? There, there's different ways to do that. It doesn't have to be just like you share something to your stories or whatever. But if I do share something like that in my email or my e-newsletter, I will, I will forward it to the host. Right. And I'll just be like, Hey, thanks again. Just wanted to let you know, you wanted you to see that I did the shout out in the e-newsletter, et cetera. Okay. So that's another really big thing is like, that goes into this host relationship is sharing the episode when it goes live. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because I can complain about that. There's definitely been some episodes that people don't share, but at the same time, it's it's exposure for you even more. And yep. it's still like, that's why you're on the show in general is to 
have that yep. exposure, get in front of more people. So if like if you're promoting it as well, it's only going to help boost and boost and boost. And it's kind of like this snowball effect from there. So I appreciate everything. You've given us a lot of tips. I know we went longer than we I know. Sorry. I've just been going on this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Uh, I appreciate it. I know the listeners appreciate it. So that question that you know everyone knows now is coming. Where can people <laughs> find you? <laughs> yes, you can find me at podcastpublicityquiz.com is a really great spot to figure out like what might make sense for you in your business, what step might make the most sense for you, whether that's something you want to learn to do on your own, whether that's something that you maybe want to have our team explore having our team do on your behalf. You can also find me on Instagram at publicityxchristina. It's Christina with a CH. I'm sure it'll all be in the show notes, but that's a really great place to come find me. I post things in stories a lot that I think are funny. So (laughs) come find me over there. Amazing. And I will put everything in the show notes so it's easy for you guys to find. And I always end my guest interviews off with one specific question. If you could give a fellow entrepreneur one piece of advice, doesn't have to be podcasts, any PR stuff, just one piece of advice in general, what would that piece of advice be for you? I mean, I know you said it doesn't have to be about podcasts, PR, anything like that, but I would say get visible, get out there. That is really hard for us as entrepreneurs. We, again, I know we already talked about it, but like we want to just do what we do and, you know, X, Y, Z and kind of get along with it. But our businesses won't survive if we aren't getting out there. So whatever that, you know, kind of fear is, and we all have stuff, I totally get it that might be in your head about this. Like, just know you just got to get started and it's going to get a lot easier. Amazing. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for everything that you've shared with us. Guys, if you you. have any questions regarding podcasts, you want to get on more podcasts, connect with Christina. All her information will be in the show notes and I will talk to you guys soon. See you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together, let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week. Thank you.